Hello. Yeah, Dennis! Oh my god. <laughs> it's too early for that kind of noise. It is it is really not. If you think about it, now everything works in the world. Is it really too early for anything? I think it's always too early for yelling in my ear. Ready? Let's yell at James when James comes in. Get ready. <laughs> ready? What do you want to yell? James! Yes. James! <laughs> it didn't work we're the defective characters three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery hey i'm mike i'm dennis james here the opinions are our own we don't represent any particular organization institution or fellowship today we'll be sharing our experience on going to any lengths in this episode 107 of the defective characters podcast let's go Woo-hoo. man isn't it nice to start the day with a good old yell? Right? No, <laughs> not at all. I like peace and quiet at the beginning of the day. How do you, do you guys wake up with an alarm? No, um, I wake up myself. It's 7 a.m. It's you just automatically wake up at that time. Yep. Dennis, um, my alarm is set and. Most of the time I go, I wake up before it goes off. Today I actually woke up to it. So that's cool. I, yeah, I would say about 80% of the time I wake up uh, with an alarm. I used to wake up, you guys know this, at like, I don't know, like 3 a.m. for work. And I would still have to set the alarm. Sometimes that my body would wake up like 60 seconds before the alarm. But I'm always, I'm the strange person where if I wake up before the alarm goes off like an hour before, it doesn't make me mad. It actually makes me like happy that, oh, I still have another 60 minutes, you know? Yeah. I'd much rather wake up early without the alarm than waking up to the like jarring of the alarm, you know, like waking up naturally feels a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. How's that? Well, since you were talking, Dennis, how's everything the last week? Um, all right, I guess. I'm still like sleepy. And I'm like super sleepy this morning. So we'll see. I don't know. You know, one Everything's thing. Everything's all right, though. One thing that might help that. What? Is drinking something you haven't drank in a really long time because today's coffee. National Coffee Day. Today's National Coffee Day. Is it really? I already got free two, two, two. Oh my gosh, two cups free of coffee. That's wow. right. Oh, I just went to Waffle House and I get a free cup of Joe, and then I went to Krispy Kreme, and Krispy Kreme also has free donuts today. You know, just because wow. you can get two doesn't mean you should get two. It doesn't mean you shouldn't either. I don't know. Touche. No, two coffees. Especially if it comes with it. <laughs> Especially if it comes with a donut, though. I mean, you kind of uh, have to. It's so good. And I, like, I, uh, yeah, I went to Waffle House and they're like, you actually have to print that. And I said, print it? Who has a printer? You guys have a printer? <laughs> Do you all know? Yes. Really? You're Printers just... are a necessity. I, you have to print out everything you write. Do you, though? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know. have a printer. It's a, a wireless printer, so it's pretty cool. I can be yeah, downstairs and send it to the printer, and then I go upstairs, and it's ready for me. So Most what is it? On the floor. It's, is it battery-powered? 
No, it's plugged into the wall. Oh, that's isn't that a wire? Yeah, but the, it doesn't have to connect to the computer. It's whatever you know <laughs> I what know. it means. I know. I know. You it. fell for his trap. <laughs> Anything else, Dennis? Anything cool? What are you watching? Um, currently, I just binge watch uh, Killing Eve, which our friend Kevin turned me on to, and it's absolutely fantastic show. It's a little dark, but it's good. It's not too dark. And I just watched Squid Game, which is new on Netflix, which I had to look away a couple of times because it does have some like graphic violence and blood, but it's not too bad, but it's a fantastically done uh, South Korean series. So well, so good. I can't even name one South Korean series, so instantly it would be my favorite. Yeah. Well, it probably would be. It would. It it's, would take. It's really take. good. I watched the first episode. It was. It was good. It was. Yeah. Like uh, the whole way through I, the story. I love when he great. gave his his kid a gun for her birthday. That was the comical. Yeah, <laughs> and pretended like he meant to. A lot of people are yeah. talking about the Nicole Kidman show that's on uh, Hulu. The nine. What is it? Identical. Yeah, strangers? not nine perfect strangers. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the first couple of episodes of it. It's not it's not bad. It's a it, I just it's creepy to me. Like and I think it's supposed to be. It's kind of culty mm-hmm. and like like she creeps me out in it. So I've only watched a couple episodes, but uh, but supposedly it's really good and and supposedly like they end it very well too. So I've heard you, it's worth watching all the way through. Do you guys like creepy stuff this time of year with Halloween? Yes, so much so. No, not at all. I try to avoid it. I watched every, uh, everything. With, Florence Pugh is in a culty movie that came out two years ago that I watched uh, last night. I finished it called Midsummer. Oh, that was crazy. I don't was think it, it was good? even good. I don't know. I have a tough time. When stuff's so like, what did I just watch? It's tough for me to put it in a category to recommend. Um, yeah, it's one of those where you end it and you're just WTF like it's kind of like the Florida, yeah. the Florida project that was filmed where we go to our meetings uh, mm-hmm. or right around there was at the end of it you're like huh like what that's how it ends yeah. that's how it's it's done so um, but that, it, that was Florida Project's a great movie though it's a great like, movie I just didn't love the ending, but does that yeah. ruin the overall movie if you don't like the ending? It can. Yeah. Well, like, like I, I didn't like how Batman Returned ended, you know? So that turned me off to the whole season. Batman Returns, everybody shouldn't have died. So, that's all. That's all I gotta say about that. James, how was the last week? I don't remember everyone dying at the <laughs> Batman returns. I mean, Catwoman died. Oh yeah, did she really? She's got nine lives. What about Penguin? I, I yeah. Well, I, they you... died in that version, Tim Burton's version. But, right. There's I a guess new Penguin they could be brought back. There's a new. Penguin. Well, of course, because that's how comic books work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I had a fun week. I went to Halloween Horror Nights with our. Our brother Louie and his son, and that was fun. Uh, creepy, talk about creepy. Um, 
And then um, there's a new roller coaster at Islands of Adventure called the Velocicoaster, which is a, a Jurassic Park themed roller coaster. So um, I'm going to Islands of Adventure tomorrow with just Louie, and we're going to go ride the coaster. I'm excited. Oh, cool. Are you on like a dinosaur? You're on a roller coaster shaped like a dinosaur egg. An egg? Interesting. I just made that up. I don't know what it looks oh. like. <laughs> but... Stop messing with me today. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't been uh, to Adam's Adventure in like over 10 years. And they've got the Hogwarts Castle there. And Hogwarts. Yep. Which I'm excited to drink some butter beer for the first time. Uh, it's going to be a great day. Louis really chill. He's just like, he's fun to hang out with. He's just like, go with the flow. Like, a lot like you, Mike. Just like, yeah, whatever you want. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's an easier way to to live life, you know? Yeah. Kind of just rolling with it. Cool. Yeah. So that's... And Louis does a lot less yelling, though. Yeah, I do yell a lot, you know? Ah, right? <laughs> like a lot it's a lot so um yeah well that's cool i i wish i had more to report on my week it was good i dealt with staying in my hula hoop and keeping my expectations in check i went to san antonio for 24 hours um i guess had a job interview the odd thing was the four people that i met with that were my I guess they would be my bosses one of them wouldn't one of them was just an, a boss of other people but somebody they respected I had like an hour to two hour meetings with each of them and the number one question is that they kept asking is oh so so do you have any questions about the city and I'm like <laughs> no like I, and I've done many, I've worked in many different cities and them to continue to ask about it made me question what was really happening because it was like the same thing. It was like, okay, cool. So what are your questions about the city? And I felt like, uh, I don't know, like it was like a test to see if I had questions about it, but it really, I think you can't actually know a city until you can be there experiencing it for yourself so no disrespect to them but if i said to james and dennis like hey so tell me about celebration or orlando yeah their perspective would be fun but it's also through their eyes so i didn't i didn't really have any questions as far as like hey what do you think about this outside of like a couple here and there um they didn't talk about possible uh, income or possible other things that I would have to do. Like, none of it. And I think in the next week, I might find out something, but I don't I don't get a sense of anything. So today, I'm just grateful that I'm back here. I get to hang out, you know, with, with you guys, my daughter, and, and that's pretty much it, you know? Was it nice? I will say I got off the plane and instantly I grew three inches. So it is true. <laughs> Everything is bigger in Texas. Um, <laughs> one thing I found out that they're lying is my ex-wife does not live there. So 
all my exes do not live in Texas. Uh, you know, all those things that you hear about Texas. So to sum it up, you flew to Texas for a job interview and learned nothing about the job that you might have been being interviewed for. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not a damn thing. They, they made it they made it seem like the people that were in place that would be my co-workers might not be my co-workers for long. And I so so really I would have no idea what the job would actually be because if you work directly with people and then you find out that those people that you're supposed to be working directly with might not be working directly with you or within the company at all makes you be like okay well thanks for the flight and the hotel room you know and the free meal so well haven't haven't you figured out yet though that like the parent company is just gonna slowly make you take over every show at every country radio station so eventually you'll be the only country dj in the company and have to do all the work I'll be honest, that's why two years ago I wanted to start this, so that way I could give you guys some of that responsibility. So, <laughs> that's, I mean, I, I, I get a sense that uh, God's setting stuff up, and I don't know what that is, but he's always at work. So, kind of grateful for that. And something that I, did, I was able to do, a friend of mine that I grew up with since I was 13, 14 years old, he recently moved back. He went to college here in Orlando at Full Sail. And that was 10 years ago. And he recently just moved back two months ago. And he came to me and said that uh, he was having trouble um, staying away from a drink or a drug and wanted to quit. And I talked to him about it for a bit. And I said, well, if you want to go to a meeting, let me know. And he said he wanted to. So Sunday, we went to one. And in it, the topic was pretty close to what we're talking about today, going to any lengths. And it was it was step one, so unmanageability. But I think those two are very important to know that um, if, if I can just jump in, I sent you guys some questions that I'm kind of go off of, and then you can decide who uh, wants to take on for it. But I know that I went to any lengths to make sure to get my drink, even to the point where if I was too drunk, this was before Ubers were a thing, um, I would have, it was a couple times, I got a taxi, I called a taxi to come to my house, to because I knew I was too drunk to drive, to take me to CVS to get beer and then back, because I was like, I... <laughs> I, I need it. So I'm like, okay, I will pay an additional whatever. And then I told the taxi guy, I said, can you just wait like five minutes? And I'm just going to run in real quick. I'm going to use my extra care card to get points off. Just get the beer and then I'll be back. And he left me. <laughs> he of left course me once. Is. And then I had to call another taxi to then come get me. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop at anything. There's times where there were no taxis around when I was in Burlington, Vermont, that I could easily call. So I would have to walk. So it was in the winter and I had to walk, I don't know, half mile or a mile. But if you're walking in the snow and the freezing cold weather, that seems to be that maybe you got a problem. If you're like, yeah, I, I need this. So one of my first meetings 
that was brought to my attention to would you go to any lengths and people shared about how they went to any lengths to get their drink or drug so and and that was just to get out of the life that they had and now if i want to get out of the life in my mindset that i had before that i would go to a meeting and doing a 90 and 90 is what was recommended to me um and i was grateful for that you know like i know they're just suggestions but i think if i took them as just suggestions um i would have kept picking up and then i probably would have found myself not going to meetings anymore and saying what a lot of people say that stop going to meetings and don't work the steps oh that program doesn't work you know which is why we have another slogan that says you know uh what it only works if you work it and uh i i need to do that you know work 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 thank you Dennis yeah um it's really important for me to always remember that especially when i'm going through any tough times uh last year we talked about on the podcast it, um the morning after i found out my then wife wanted a divorce i went to a meeting first thing in the morning you know it was the next meeting that was available uh and said i'm going through a tough time you know i had the opportunity to tell my friends that just went in that i went to a meeting with on sunday i said hey you know the the guys in the room they wrote down their number if you're thinking about i i said i'm going out of town but you can always call me but before you have a drink call one of those people if they if the first one doesn't pick up just call the second one because if you don't want to drink anymore if you really don't want to then there's plenty of people that would want to help and he texted me last night um what 3 days after and said I'll be honest last night I slipped and had a drink and I said okay well what are you going to do about that today and he said well I have to work tomorrow so I'm not going to be able to make a meeting and not going to be able to do this and I think it really only works if you go to any lengths to stay sober and if you don't want the life that we have then you don't have to have it and I told him I said hey he's like I just feel really bad you know we went to a meeting and I said don't feel bad for me it doesn't it doesn't really matter to me if you if you you drink again it's not not going to make me drink and it's uh I don't know I I just I I get, I do get frustrated when people don't realize how the program um like we're not lying James James Dennis and I are not lying that we was it natural for you guys to just step into this and say like oh nah, now I'm going to talk to another alcoholic every day the rest of my life or whatever you're doing was that was that easy for you guys Yeah uh, I don't think it was natural it was more like brainwashing um just you know from the very beginning they're like don't drink go to meetings talk to an alcoholic every day my sponsor when he came in 4 years ago he definitely told me to call him every day and um you know 
I I've not done that, but we stay in touch. He got me through the steps, and I I completed my assignments in a reasonable time, and I got through my steps. And he said at that point, he's like, "Yeah, you can call me if you want, but you know, we're just AA buddies now." Um, so n- nothing about the program is natural. You know, this is all completely unnatural to me. It's relearning everything. That we thought we knew about life,、uh, to have a better relationship with God. So, yeah, to answer your question, not natural. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, James. Did you want to go second, or you、yeah. want Dennis to go, and then you'll tie tie it up at the end? Well, Dennis is being really rude, so just let him go. I agree. Am I being really rude? <laughs> He fell for our tricks again. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> What's not natural is y'all's humor.、Uh, um, I don't know. For me, <laughs> for me, like I, I don't know. Like a lot, like what James said, it wasn't necessarily natural, but I kind of took to it because, like, I was in so much pain and so desperate and had no. Other solution for like what I was going through. That when I finally went to a meeting after being asked a couple of times to join、uh, Jay to、uh, go to one, like it was the first time in a long time I felt any hope. So it like really attracted me to it, and in a way I like just substituted my addictions for like going to AA, you know, because it was. The only outlet that I saw, like, okay, maybe this will help me somewhat. So let me try this, and so I took into it. But like James said, it's it's like learning stuff, you know. So it's like going to school. It's not stuff that you just instinctively know, you know. It's a lot of it is stuff that we should have learned as a child and didn't learn as a child, like being nice to others and like. You know, say you're sorry when you do something wrong and stuff like that. But, but like as far as go to like any lengths, like when I first heard that, like I for like a split second I had that thought of like, what does that even mean? You know, it's kind of a scary term. So like you think like, oh, are they going to ask me to sacrifice my firstborn child or some crazy stuff like that? But out of the desperation, you know, I decided to do it, and it turns out that like most of that any length was to like you know put recovery first and do the steps, you know, and through the steps you learn all the other stuff that you're gonna learn, you know. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I think so. Was there was there any other points in that? Like, would you go to any lengths? Before program to get your fix.、Like, oh yeah, I mean absolutely. I'd lie, was cheat, it, was, steal. Was, I'd was there an extreme that you could share? No pressure. If you don't want to, you don't have to. I don't know. I mean, I've stolen alcohol and drugs. I've <gasps> like stolen money for alcohol and drugs. I've like. Traveled long distances to get stuff, you know. Like, I mean, that's probably about as extreme 
as I got. You know, if I was out of like pot or something and really needed to smoke or whatever, I would like search every inch of my room to find like maybe I dropped some somewhere or left some that I didn't know about and like, you know, almost manically, like not manically, but like obsessively look for it and stuff like that. Oh, one time I had an autographed bottle of wine that was by the lead singer of Tool, Maynard Keenan, and his winery or whatever. And I had gotten like two bottles of wine on my birthday one year, and one of them I got signed in person by him. So that wine bottle I was keeping in a closet, and that was like my, you know, a collector's edition wine bottle. And then one night I got like, I don't know if I was frustrated or whatever, but I needed a drink. So I opened that bottle of wine and drank it. So ultimately like taking all value away from it. That was pretty crazy. I don't know. You could just put food coloring back in and suck the cork back in the thing and nobody would know. No one. Wine wine collectors and stuff, they, they know those tricks. (laughs) <laughs> you think they do all of them? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Even if you use the good grape juice. I like I do like that story though. I appreciate you. It's a good story. <laughs> it's a that's good a, story. That's a good story. What do you got, James? Oh, well, one of the things I used to do was uh, you know, spend every last cent on drugs and alcohol and you know, I would try to get the bills paid on time, but I was always calling and, you know, just making arrangements to pay late. Um, you know, as things would uh, get turned off, car would get repoed, you know, because, you know, I wake up in the morning and just, you know, I'm like, what do I have to do today to get money in order to get what I need to make me feel better? Um, and I, I stooped pretty low, stealing from my kid's piggy bank. Um, actually being caught by my kid and he's like daddy what you doing and oh daddy needs to borrow this money but I'll pay you back and I'll pay you back double is that okay you know just kind of and he was probably like six years old at the time just it didn't matter because I knew there was money um, pawning um, their mother's jewelry her, her grandmother's ruby earrings so I could um you know, just have a little bit of cash, getting hardly any money for it, but it was enough, and um, really just doing whatever I could, and I remember searching the house for anything over and over again, um, just like a madman, tearing apart the, apart the house, looking for stashes, um, money whatever so that really connected when you talked about that Dennis and you just become a madman you become I became a, just a fiend and, and when I didn't get what I wanted I was just horrible to be around like pretty much evil like you did not want to mess with me um, I didn't like the world like the complete opposite of how I am now it's, a, it's amazing that you can live through that and uh, come out the other side and really be on the pink cloud so yeah definitely uh you kind of go to any lengths to get what you need nice 
Thank you, James. Is there anything else that we wanted to hit? Any other questions that I didn't put in there that came to mind? I want to hit Dennis. No, don't do that. (laughs) What about like, like there was a question on there that you talked about um, newcomers and like people that Mm. you sponsor, whatever. What do what do you say to them? Like if Uh, they, I would, I would. So, so what I've said before, and I actually had to say this a couple of days ago, I said, I can go anywhere. I can do anything. I don't think about a drink or a drug. I don't feel less than anymore because I think about myself less. And it, it is that, does that sound like something that you like want that you like and he said, yeah, absolutely. Like, I just, I know, like, we're different, so it won't work for me. I said, honestly, I used to think I was different, too. And that uniqueness, I was told by my first sponsor, will be the death of me. And the yeah, reason I go to, yeah, the reason I go to meetings, whenever I feel like I'm different, I go to a meeting to realize that I'm not. And those, or that's one of the reasons anyway. So when any, whenever it gets challenged that I can't do this, can't do that, um, you know, I said, uh, oh, I, well, I can't get a sponsor and talk to them because I have roommates and I don't want them to know that I'm an alcoholic. Um, it just, <laughs> at the time, that they went already right. Know. Right. <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. Um, but I have to know that it worked for me and it could work for anybody. It's just if you don't do the very minimum of what I did, it will never work. If you don't go to any meetings, you don't uh, read the big book, don't do the steps don't get a sponsor you don't do any of those things i don't think you're going to be sober-minded and have a great life i don't think it's possible and if it is good for you you know but that's just it's not going to happen if you don't do any of those things um so that's that's what i tell them if you don't even go to uh a little bit of the lengths you know i don't if my sponsor today came back and said you know what? I think you should do a 90 and 90 um, and challenged me on it. Then I would make sure that I did it. I might, because of my uh, time with my daughter, I might have to do zoom uh, meetings here and there, like in between work, but I would make sure that every single day I connected with another alcoholic, which I do anyway, you know, via text or I, I call them up. Um, that would that's my long answer of if a newcomer challenges um what i say dennis yeah yeah i think like my my brand of sponsoring is kind of like loose it's like all i can do is suggest to them and let them know like if you do this you'll get the outcome that is promised in the book but if you don't that's up to you so i can't force you and then I usually like try to take it one step at a time. Like if 
they start asking questions about step four and not being able to do that or step nine and not being able to do that. And it's like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that at all. Right now, you just got to sit down and, and write your fourth step and then we'll worry about the rest of it when we get there, you know, and kind of like take it slowly and and try to stay focused so it doesn't become overwhelming. Yeah. So those James, lengths don't seem as long. James, what do you what do you call the pigeons? What do you say to them? Birds. <laughs> well, I, I I just let them. I just you know reinfer. I'm like you're doing great. You're doing great. I mean, you called me. You're talking to me. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely on the the side of just a, a kind, loving sponsor. If if they want to get sober, that's great. I'm here to guide them. Uh, if not, it's I really don't think about it much because you know from experience, people are not ready till they're ready. So I just encouragement and I let them know they're doing great. <laughs> I always find that I'm the hard ass. Good job, James. Yeah, it, I mean because that's what she any, said. Anything <laughs> I say, sorry. Anything I say is not going to make a difference if they're not ready. And yeah. If they are ready, everything I say will make a difference. So that's the that's, way. That's perfect, man. I couldn't have said it better yourself. And <laughs> we'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 108, where the defective characters are entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, Dennis, you came up with this one, so I know it's going to be good. Do, do you want to say it or you want me to say it? I want you to say it. Okay. Remember, if you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any lengths to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. Like a two-year-old. And we'll see you next time. That is better. I was going to make a joke at the end, but I don't want to. I don't want to do it. Beautiful.